The Summit Lighthouse brings you practical spiritual answers and is the open door to sacred mysteries. These teachings, delivered by Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet, are compelling, thought-provoking, and timeless. Here are your hosts, Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. And hello, mystics and masters in the making. Welcome to The Open Door. This is the online voice of the Summit Lighthouse where we publish, promote, and practice the teachings of the Ascended Masters and where we invite you to awaken to the light within. I'm Tom Schumacher. And I'm Jerry Kennedy. And I'm Sid Bennett. Hello, Sid. Hi, Sid's phoning in today. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, let's kind of set the table here for a moment. Um, It's common to refer to those on the spiritual path as seekers. And that's accurate to a point. However, once you've found what you seek, you, you graduate from seeker to become a finder. And this may seem obvious, but finding what you're looking for sets you on a new course. As a finder, you want to hold on to what you've found. And when you're successful at that, you are a keeper. So the simple formula for all of you spiritual warriors is seek, find, keep. <laughs> and for all who have found the teachings of the Ascended Masters, the best and surest way to keep what you have found is by becoming a keeper of the flame. And what is the flame? It is the flame of life, our direct connection to God. So let's talk about the flame. Is it a who as well as a what? Anybody want to take that one? Yeah, I'll take that one, Tom. You know, uh, (laughs) our God is a consuming fire. I mean, think about that. That's in, I believe, the Old Testament. Our God is a consuming fire. So fire is such a unique element. I mean, do we really understand fire, the power of fire? We know the power. We're looking at uh, wildfires in California right now. But understanding that the flame is the presence of God, and the flame is within us. And so, you know, we're individuals. We have the flame of God within us. And we can think, well, for example, the Holy Spirit as a, as a flame, too, as a fire. And um, so it's an energy, but it's, it's not an impersonal energy. It's a very personal energy. In the case of the Holy Spirit, it's the Maha Chohan who embodies the Holy Spirit, who, who comes to us with that flame. And, of course, Jesus and the Ascended Masters all have that flame within their hearts, too. So fire is the essence of God, but it's more than just a fire. It's, it's also a power, a presence, and a very real personal aspect for each one of us. And, you know, we, we talk about the threefold flame. We talk about the violet flame and other flames. It's all energy, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, everything, God is energy. We had a conference called that once. And so, <clears throat> how is that energy manifesting? How are we qualifying energy? This is the whole path of, of the ascension, is learning about energy, what it is, how to use it, and how to be all that God wants us to be through that energy. And keeping the flame is not automatic. This does take practice. Yeah. Well, you know what, Tom, you were talking about the seekers and the finders and so forth. Un- unfortunately, there are people that would rather be seekers and never finders. That's because true. <laughs> once you find what you're looking for, then you have an accountability. You have to do something. In other words, you can't say, well, this was interesting, now I'm ready to move on. And so I think all of us have to ask ourselves, <clears throat> do we really want, do we really want to find um, what is out there? And if we don't, then we better be careful because you might find something and then you're accountable for it. But if you're a true seeker, like I think all of we were, when you find it, you go, whoa, I found what I'm looking for. How do I keep it? You know, it's interesting. We've discussed this before, that there's that um, statement from the, the Bible, I believe it's the Old Testament, sweet on the tongue and bitter in the belly. 
which I've always interpreted as meaning that once you know what you know, you can't unknow it. <laughs> and with knowing comes responsibility and accountability. And one of the things that we've been very careful to talk about with all of our listeners and in our own lives too, is that preserving what you've attained requires discipline, commitment, constancy, prudence, care to preserve and protect. And there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, anything good in this life you have to work for, you have to strive to keep, it takes effort. Um, the difference with this path is, as we say, the rewards are out of this world. I mean, this is, this is talking about our divine plan we're working on of fulfilling. Yeah. It's very exciting. It doesn't have to be overwhelming, but it takes constancy and work like anything else. I mean, I'm thinking of professional football player now. I mean, they work and they work and they work every year, and yesterday is yesterday. What's, what am I going to do today or anyone in sports? So that's the way it is with the path. But what the path has, along with this challenges, is the sweetness of God, the sweetheart of Jesus, that presence of light that you feel. So along with the striving and the testing, you also have that joy and that rejoicing and the presence of God within you as you draw closer to him. You know, we're going to be listening to an excerpt from a lecture by Elizabeth Clare Prophet, where she focuses on the Maha Chohan, who is the, the, the main Chohan of all the rays, and he is otherwise known to us as the Holy Spirit, who breathes life into our beings as we are brought into this world for our, our current incarnation. Uh, could you speak to for a moment about what exactly is the Holy Spirit in relationship to the flame? Wow. <laughs> Well, well, it is a flame. And in fact, we know in the New Testament at Pentecost, there was like a little fire on the top of people's heads, uh, which was the manifestation of the Holy Spirit. So, as I mentioned earlier, the Holy Spirit is both very personal in terms of an individual. The Mahachohan is an individual soul of great attainment that occupies the office of the Holy Spirit. And he may not be in that office forever. In fact, we know at a certain point another Ascended Master will take that. But he is that manifestation of representative of the Holy Spirit to us and helps us with it to understand the Holy Spirit, which is, as we know, a part of God, and really what makes things work in the physical plane. Nothing can work. Our bodies can't work. Nothing can happen without the presence of the Holy Spirit. Indeed, and I think that the point I wanted to make about the Holy Spirit and the flame was that our bond with the Holy Spirit is our connection to our I Am Presence, which is the individualized manifestation of God within. That's a pretty major mystery there to unfold. I well, think. it's an understanding of who we are. And that's yeah. what I love about these teachings is you take different pieces, your relationship to God. I mean, it doesn't just uh, come to you naturally. You have to understand, especially because we live in a world where all the major religions have been compromised to a certain extent that have lost their original flame and their original teaching and sort of been glossed over. So it's not easy to know who we are in time and space until we have the Ascended Master to explain it to us and give us that. I mean, if we were to uh, just follow the uh, Christian tradition, we think we're worthless sinners. Well, yes, we have sinned, we've made karma, but that's not who we are. God is in us, and we have a destiny to put on our Christhood to be filled with the Holy Spirit and to fulfill all the things that Jesus fulfilled um, on his path homeward. Indeed. You know, I want to go back to something you were talking about a moment ago, having to do with diligence, I think. At least it wasn't the word you used, but I think it kind of paraphrases it, where the unwary and unprepared finder can easily and quickly squander and lose what he's found. So there's a certain amount of diligence required to kind of hold on to what you found to keep it. Well, a disciple disciplines himself. And the good news is that God meets you where you're at. 
But yeah. each one of us <laughs> need to make a certain effort in terms of coming into alignment with what we feel is the right way to live on a day-to-day basis, you know, drop off those things in our lives when we're ready to that we know aren't going to get us closer to God, in fact, keep us further away. And so, again, we're walking a path. There are disciplines required as in any path. I mean, if you're going to be a carpenter, you know, there's disciplines to learn the trade or a mechanic or whatever it is. And so it's true with the spiritual path. And I would add to that, you sort of have to know the rules of the game because I thought I knew what a spiritual path was really like when I found the teachings, and I had some pretty serious misconceptions. So again, <laughs> being getting, guarding wisdom and applying it to your life and moving forward are, are part of you know becoming the flame that is within you. And as I said, it's a step-by-step process, and you do need to work at it like anything else. Well, I think the misconceptions you referred to are a minefield for all of us. We've got to navigate through it safely. And sometimes we make mistakes. Sometimes we stand on the landmines and we've got to <laughs> deal with the pain. But then we you know, keep going. We don't stop. We don't go into a tuck. It's important to well, keep Well, you know, going. we be honest with ourselves. Gee, God, this is a tough test you're giving me. Yeah, then you try you. to understand the test. You know, what is, what is the test here? What do I need to gain from this? What do I need to pass? And so there is a striving involved. And... You know, I used to think, as naive as I was when I was quite a bit younger, a teenager and so forth, that the path of God was sort of sitting and meditating and experiencing the bliss of God 24 hours a day. <laughs> and that's not quite the path homeward. The path homeward, we got karma to deal with. we got people to help. we got light to draw forth. We, we have a mission. We have a plan. We have a calling. And we need to engage ourselves on this path. We need to understand what it is to keep the flame of life. And that's what the Maha Chohan, the Holy Spirit, says. And, of course, we have the keepers of the flame fraternity. You keep the flame of life in yourself and your family and for others that aren't able to keep it right now. I mean, where would we be if Jesus has not kept the flame of life for us the past 2,000 years? I don't even want to think where we'd be. But now <laughs> the time has come. Jesus wants to take that accountability onto ourselves. And part of that is keeping the flame for other life, too. And, you know, uh, let me just throw something in here for our, for our new listeners. When, when Sid talks about accountability, uh, it's important to know that the Ascended Masters and, and our beloved Ascended Gurus and whatever will never give us any more than we can handle. So, you know, you, you, and I think, Tom, you said you can't unhear what you've heard or, or yeah, you unlearn what you've learned. So go ahead and, and say to yourself, okay, well, this is, this is all brand new, but I know that God will not give me more than I can handle, so I'm going to continue and proceed forward. And remember, too, that great performances don't just happen. No. They take practice, effort, all the things we've spoken on many times. Now, before we go to break, I want to give a, a couple of links here to people who are listening who might be interested in knowing more <laughs> about the Keepers of the Flame fraternity. If you want to go to tsl.org slash keepers that'll get you into the website and there you can find what you're looking for as far as content and you can also sign up for a free lesson the digital lessons are free i mean they're not free but the digital lesson number one is free you get a sense of what the content looks like how it feels how it's used and how you can relate to it just want to let you know that so that's tsl.org slash keepers so we've got to take a quick break now when we come back once again we'll introduce you to the Mahachohan, also known as the holy spirit Back in a moment, don't go away.
At the Summit Lighthouse, our goal is to help you awaken to the light within and discover your real self. Today, thousands of spiritual seekers all around the world are using the universal teachings of the Ascended Masters to make their higher selves a permanent part of their reality. And you can too. The Ascended Masters are the saints and sages of East and West from all major religions and spiritual paths. They have walked where you walk and understand the challenges you face. And their teachings are always practical. By applying the science of the spoken word through verbal prayers called decrees, the masters teach us how to harness the healing power of the violet flame and other spiritual energies to transform our lives and our world. On The Open Door, it is our goal and great joy to bring you Ascended Master teachings that you can apply in your life right now. To learn more about the Summit Lighthouse and the teachings of the Ascended Masters, visit us today at tsl.org and discover how you can awaken to the light within. It's what you're here to do. Remember, tsl.org. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the Masters of Light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. And welcome back. Thanks for staying with us. As we spoke of at the top of the show today, our bond with the Holy Spirit is our connection to our I Am Presence, the individualized manifestation of God within. Here's more. Pentecost celebrates the descent of the Holy Spirit upon the disciples 50 days after Jesus' resurrection. The Mahajohan, as you know, is the Ascended Master who holds the office of representative of the Holy Spirit. His twin flame is the Ascended Lady Master, Pallas Athena. The Mahajohan also holds the office of Keeper of the Flame. He personally keeps the flame on behalf of all mankind, on behalf of you and me. Today, in honor of the profound sponsorship of the Mahachohan, I would like us to contemplate what exactly is the Holy Spirit? Why is the Holy Spirit so necessary to our life? And what does it mean when we say that the Mahachohan is the keeper of the flame? He indeed keeps the threefold flame of the heart. First of all, the Mahachohan has a personal tie and a personal interest to each one of us, 
and those each one of us means those who have been following this path for centuries upon centuries upon centuries, who have earned the opportunity to be tutored by the Maha Chohan. I want you to remember this each day of your life so that you will recall each day of your life that the Maha Chohan is overshadowing you along with El Moria Kathumi and Dwal Kul. As you know, the Maha Chohan is the one who ignites our threefold flame at birth. Speaking of this role of the Maha Chohan, Mother Mary once said, the threefold flame within your heart was lit at birth by the taper of the Maha Chohan, who came to you and to your mother's side, breathed the breath of life, and lo, the spark of immortality merged with the clay form, and the word became flesh. Some among mankind do not understand how spirit could mesh with matter. And I ask you, how can the fire, even the physical fire, mesh with any of the elements? The fire is not like any other element, yet it is the source of all, consuming all in the ritual of transmutation. And so spirit does indeed merge with flesh. Spirit is the fire in the core of the cell, the atom, the molecule, in the center of the heart, and each flaming chakra. Think of this. Think of this every day of your life. You are first and foremost a being of fire, a spiritual fire. The fire of God resides inside of you. The fire of God resides within your co-workers, within your neighbor, within your children. If we would just remember this every day in all of our interactions, we would always treat each other with the reverence and respect due a being of fire whose heart flame has been ignited by the Holy Spirit. Just as the Holy Spirit through the Maha Chohan was the instrument for the initial igniting of that fire within us, so the Holy Spirit can impart to us more and more of that fire as we are able to hold it. Why do we want more fire? We want more fire because the more fire we have, the more we can give away to others who do not have it but need it. That spiritual fire is what we use to uplift others, to heal them, to comfort them, to teach them, to rescue them from danger. If we have just enough fire to keep ourselves going, then we won't have enough left over to help others. If you haven't already done so, I urge you to stop thinking of the Holy Spirit as something or someone impersonal and start thinking of the Holy Spirit as a personal presence that can and will empower you. The Holy Spirit is what empowers you to fulfill your mission in life and to transform others. I want to tell you that if you take the time and if you walk in listening grace day by day, hour by hour, that Holy Spirit will come upon you without you having to invoke that Spirit. This means that when you go to the heart of the Holy Spirit and you touch that heart of the Holy Spirit each and every day, that you will feel, whether it is the trees, the flowers, the oceans, the manifestation of God, you will feel the Holy Spirit before you invoke him. 
because he has gone ahead of you, because you have given so much light, life, and love to all others. The Mahachohan defines the Holy Spirit as the ingredient of life, which is the fire of cosmos, the germinal power in nature. He says, the Holy Spirit is the power that beats the heart and infuses every form of life with the essence of the Father-Mother God. The Holy Spirit is indigenous to every manifestation of life, and without the Holy Spirit, there can be no manifestation of life. No manifestation of life, no threefold flame in the animals and in the animal kingdom, or in elemental life. Consider the bond of the Holy Spirit as the unifier of men's hearts. Consider also the bond of the Holy Spirit as the great cosmic link between the individual and his divine presence. Isn't this what we as mystics are all seeking, the link with our divine presence, the one-on-one -on -one relationship with God? I promise you that this is only a flame apart from your own. The flame of God is so close to you that I hope that after we have had our dictation today and you have contemplated the true fire of your being, that you will never ever let go of that fire. So as I was saying, if the bond of the Holy Spirit is the link between us and our God presence, then don't you think that we as mystics ought to consciously seek more of that Holy Spirit who is right within our temple. The Mahachohan continues, The reason, blessed ones, that the Holy Spirit was referred to as the Comforter is that it is the power and intent of the Holy Spirit to make every man feel integrated into the heart of the universe. The Holy Spirit flows through the consciousness of man in a transmutative release in order to transfer to his world the reality and power of God. This results in an integration of the personal self with the Godhead. Truly this is the uniting agency of God that enables the avatar to affirm, I and my Father are one. So one of the roles the Holy Spirit plays is to help us integrate with God and integrate with all other parts of life to realize that we are all one. The Mahachohan came to a profound realization of oneness with nature and with all life in his many lifetimes as a shepherd. On July 15, 1974, the Mahachohan announced that we were entering the era of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to read from this important dictation because we must never forget these words. They tell us of our individual and collective spiritual missions and initiations. The Mahachohan said, The karmic board has decreed that at this hour in time and space and in the evolution of this life wave and this planetary home, there has come that moment when the cosmic clock has struck. It is the hour when mankind must receive the Holy Spirit, must prepare the body temple to be the dwelling place of the Most High God. In this hour of the appearing of that Spirit, 
it is necessary that certain numbers of mankind are purified to receive that spirit. For unless certain numbers receive that flame and that awareness, the world as a place of evolution as you know it today will cease to exist. For you see the balance of life, the balance of all phases of life and evolution cannot continue unless the Holy Spirit becomes the quickening energy and the fire and the light of man and woman. Fortunate are you and are we that Jesus and John the Baptist left a flaming record of the presence of the Holy Spirit. Fortunate then are those who follow in the way of those who were gathered on the day of Pentecost and who receive that presence, that mighty rushing wind. And they were filled with that spirit and they all knew the oneness of the flame. The Holy Spirit cannot dwell where there is not honor, self-respect, mutual respect, and a love of the Christ. A reverence for life, a sensitivity to nature, an honoring of life is a part of being the representative of the Holy Spirit. A tenderness, a humility, and always remembering that the twin flames of that Spirit are purity and comfort. The Holy Spirit is the magnet that draws up that flame of the Mother, that consecrates the Mother, that walks hand in hand with the Mother to bring forth life, to sponsor life, to nourish life, to be the keeper of the flame. Here we see one of the definitions of keeper of the flame, one who brings forth life, sponsors life, and nourishes life. The Mahachohan continues, and so you see, the torch is passed, for I can no longer bear that flame for all life. Hierarchy has decreed that keepers of the flame must also rise to accept that calling, that honor and that opportunity to keep a flame for other parts of life who do not yet know that they have a flame, a Christ identity, an energy that God has released, that God has bequeathed to all as the potential for divinity. And so as I am known as the keeper of the flame, I come to impart to you a portion of my office and to say, it is time. For when the clock strikes midnight and 1974 gives way to 1975, in that hour, in that moment, will be the release of the spiral of the Holy Spirit to the entire planet. Then the Mahachohan told us that the release of the final quarter of the century was a cosmic spiral that will be for the full realization of the Holy Spirit in man, in woman, in nature, in holy child. And the probation will be a 25-year period to see whether enough among mankind will be able through sacrifice, surrender, and self-purification to maintain a tabernacle for the Holy Spirit. To you each one, I am the very personal contact with God. Therefore call upon me and see how we will walk and talk together and how I will be for you the fulfillment of your mission. Wow, how beautiful is that, the fulfillment of your mission. 
You've got to take a break right now. When we come back, a very special and potent prayer for Keepers of the Flame. Don't go away. Right now, all over the world, Warriors of Light are working tirelessly to defend your soul's opportunity to achieve oneness with God. These spiritual warriors are keepers of the flame, and though few, the power they wield is greater than all of the weapons made by man. Founded by St. Germain in 1961, Keepers of the Flame is a non-denominational fraternity in the tradition of ancient spiritual orders. When you join, you'll receive a series of lessons that will introduce you to a vast and dynamic spiritual world. See for yourself. Access Lesson 1 right now, completely free, no login required. Simply go to tsl.org slash keepers, and in seconds you could be exploring a whole new world of practical Ascended Master teachings. Lessons are printed or available online for any time, anywhere access, and anyone can join. Discover your real self and explore your full spiritual potential. Become a Keeper of the Flame today and awaken to the light within. Please visit tsl.org slash keepers and prepare to accelerate. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the masters of light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. And once again, we're back. Thanks for staying with us. Um, for those who choose to accept the call and to become keepers of the flame of life, make a very special and powerful daily prayer. Now, this is a prayer that captures the essence and totality of the Keeper's mission. It literally tells you all you need to know to keep the flame of life fully and win your ascension. Here's more. Why is the Keeper's Daily Prayer such an important part of the ritual of Mother Mary's scriptural rosary? The Keeper's Daily Prayer is a universal creed which may be pronounced by men of all religions. It actually defines the identity of the Son or the Daughter of God as a flame. As the Apostles' Creed provided the theme for the Christian dispensation, this prayer is a declaration of faith that can be made in the new age by sons and daughters of God wherever they may be, whether in this world or beyond the Milky Way. For it centers the consciousness in the flame of God and does not bind the soul to man-made doctrine or time-worn dogma. Just listen. It begins with our identity as a flame. This is our essence. We are flaming sons and daughters of God. And so we affirm, a flame is active. A flame is vital. 
a flame is eternal. There we meditate on the concept that we are active, lively spirit sparks. We are vital and we are eternal. Then we affirm, I am a God flame of radiant love from the very heart of God and the great central sun, descending from the master of life. Whenever we use the name, I am, we are saying, God in me is. I am is the name of God. I am is the word that we use to release his sacred fire energy. And therefore, to say, I am a God flame, we are saying, God in me is a God flame. Right where I am, I am this radiance of love. And I come from the great central sun. I come from the white fire core that is the center of a cosmos. And I am descending from the master of life who is God. This sense of identity, this sense of origin, must be had by all people. Everyone wants to know where they came from. And when we finally trace our ancestry back to a beginning, we know the lineage of the human descent. But our soul longs for something more, and this is the prayer that gives it. Now we affirm, I am charged now with beloved Helios and Vesta's supreme God consciousness and solar awareness. We are saying, God in me is charging me now with Helios and Vesta's awareness of God. Helios and Vesta are the masculine and feminine polarity of God holding the flame in the sun behind the sun in the center of this solar system. Every solar system, every galaxy has a focalization of the father-mother God personified in a son and a daughter who are twin flames and whose consciousness has evolved to that place where they include in their own self-awareness an entire solar system and all of its evolutions. Thus the ensouling light of our physical sun comes from a consciousness in that point that we call the sun behind the sun. And so in this prayer we meditate upon that father-mother-god flame that nourishes life in our system of worlds. We say, Pilgrim upon earth, I am walking daily the way of the ascended master's victory. And so we see ourselves as the soul on earth, in earth's schoolroom, walking the way of the ascended master's victory. This is the way of the Christ, the way of the Buddha, and the way of the mother. That way is a path of initiation. It's part of the great drama, moving from a point of origin, the point of Alpha, to the point of the conclusion, the point of Omega. We traverse those cycles that are necessary for the alchemy of the redemption that must precede the resurrection and then the ascension. This way leads to my eternal freedom by the power of the sacred fire, this day and always, continually made manifest in my thoughts, feelings, and immediate awareness, transcending and transmuting all the elements of earth within my four lower bodies, and freeing me by the power of the sacred fire from those misqualified foci of energy within my being. Our listeners who have the mystical awareness of the God within will hear in this prayer actually a formula, a chemical formula for the translation or the transmutation of the elements. And this law we affirm is active and activated by the flame of God within us by our giving of this prayer. The confirmation of that law by the word activates the process of that law within us each day. 
This is an interesting point on the science of the spoken word. The science of the spoken word, when used, activates the alchemy of God, the process of God within us. So we affirm, I am set free right now from all that binds, by and through the currents of the divine flame of the sacred fire itself, whose ascending action makes me God in manifestation, God in action, God by direction, and God in consciousness. When we say, I am set free right now from all that binds, we are saying, God in me is setting me free. We're affirming it, we're invoking it, we're decreeing it, and our fiat is one with the Elohim. And we're saying that the sacred fire has an ascending action, making me right where I am, the manifestation of God, the action of God, the direction of God, and the consciousness of God. Fourfold being, right in line with the ancient alchemists who referred to the fourfold nature of man as fire, air, water, and earth. Alchemy is the key whereby we move from the planes of matter to the planes of spirit, and this prayer is an alchemical formula for the Aquarian age man and woman, and even children love this prayer. This is how it continues. I am an active flame. I am a vital flame. I am an eternal flame. I am an expanding fire spark from the great central sun, drawing to me now every ray of divine energy which I need, and which can never be requalified by the human, and flooding me with a light and God illumination of a thousand suns, to take dominion and rule supreme forever, everywhere I am, everywhere God is. Now the affirmation of being as this fire, as Moses taught us, as Paul taught us, our God is a consuming fire, we then see that the qualities of this fire enable us to put on the consciousness of God. The flame is a magnet. It draws to us every erg of energy that we need to perform our perfect service. And in the decree, we affirm that because this energy is God's, it cannot be requalified by our human consciousness. We must make that decree because often we are tempted to qualify God's energy with our human will and with hatred and with fear and anxiety. Then we affirm, where I am there, God is also. Unseparated forever, I remain. Increasing my light by the smile of His radiance, the fullness of His love, the omniscience of His wisdom, and the power of His life eternal, which automatically raises me on ascension's wings of victory, that shall return me to the heart of God, from whence in truth I am come to do God's will and manifest abundant life to all. Doug, I think the most sacred gift that Mother Mary has given to us is the understanding that where I am, there God is also, right inside of me, right inside of my heart. He is there, but in order for Him to act, I must meditate upon him. I must enter into the ritual of his alchemy. I must make every step be his step and every walk his walk. What's the outcome of this ritual that you describe? It's new consciousness. It's new life. It's a joy that is indescribable. If we're denied the ritual, are we denied the outcome of the ritual? Precisely. This is why the fallen ones have entered into the churches, into the governments, the economies of the nation, stripped us of the great ritual drama of life, which is the process, 
that is so necessary. It's that old instant pudding, one, two, three formula, and you've got salvation. It deprives us of the entire path of overcoming and working toward a goal. It destroys initiative and leaves us absolutely impotent as sons and daughters of God. So there is no salvation made easy course. There's no instant pudding at the altar of God. It's a working out of your salvation with fear and trembling, and that fear is the tremendous awe of the Almighty and of His power and what this power can do if we misuse it. Every son of God has shown us by His life the ritual of becoming one with God. You have only to read the life of Mohandas Gandhi and to discover the great ritual drama of this soul moving from childhood closer and closer to God until so much of God is in him that he can move all of the people of India into one united effort for independence. You take Gandhi on his salt march. He said he didn't even know when he started walking that he was going to walk to the sea. It was just a gathering momentum. He went from village to village and more and more people were following him. And he took and spooned that water out of the sea and he said, this is going to be our salt. We do not have to have the salt imported. Thus declaring the independence of the soul to forge its own God identity without the superpowers governing it and controlling it, dominating it, until it becomes a vegetable. This is the true meaning of destiny then, is it not? Destiny is deity established in you. That is the meaning of the letters in the word destiny. Destiny is a process, it's a ritual, whereby we begin with an opportunity given to us by God. By free will we choose to become that opportunity and working the works of God daily and letting the Father work through us, we fulfill our destiny as one with the immortals, as sons and daughters of God, reuniting with Him in the ritual, the glorious ritual of the Ascension. What's the ascension? The ascension is the acceleration of consciousness by the ritual of the sacred fire, whereby we move from the lesser self to the greater self and find ourselves one with God, hence one with eternal life. The ascension is our destiny. It is the goal of life, and it has been proven by the ascended masters who are releasing to us these teachings in this hour. Thank you very much. I think um, you know pretty much there you have it, that within the Keeper's Daily Prayer is a complete picture of who we are, why we're here, and where we're going, and most important for maintaining the integrity of our spiritual practice and the unerring navigation home to the heart of God. We'll wrap things up after a short break. Please stay with us. starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the masters of light. 
The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. And we are back. Thank you so much for staying with us. Today on The Open Door, we're talking about that very simple formula, seek, find, keep. And, of course, uh, we're reminded that there's no instant pudding at the altar of God. (laughs) Darn. (laughs) That's a beautiful quote. You know, relating to that, I know a gentleman who is actually has a, a doctorate in theology. Nice guy, and uh, but he has a little trouble keeping his harmony. And um, he doesn't, I'm sure he considers himself saved, and he's very knowledgeable on the Christian theology, but he hasn't applied it, you know, in exactly the right way in his life. And I think this is, this is the trap that so many really good people fall into, Yes, I'm saved. I've given my heart to Jesus. Well, that's a wonderful start, but it's not enough. You know, there's, there's a path to be walked. And, you know, if you can't keep your harmony, how can you walk the path? And I love this, uh, going back to the lecture we heard in the second segment about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit cannot dwell where there is not honor, self-respect, mutual respect, and a love of the Christ. In other words, to receive the Holy Spirit, we have to have a chalice. To receive that. And if we have, it doesn't mean you have to be humanly perfect, but you have to be striving to hold that light in harmony and love. And of course, we understand the teaching of the Son of Master is that we're qualifying God's energy 24 hours a day. Well, we don't want to qualify it in anger or impatience or irritation, as we talked about last week, and, you know, doing all the things that are quote unquote human if we don't have to. And so I love this because it takes us beyond. You know, the simplicity of, uh, you know, like you said, instant pudding. You know, I'm a sinner. God saved me. Jesus paid the price. Now I want to go out and, you know, be in, in harmonious because I'm already saved. I mean, people don't say that, but that's the reality of it. So that's what I love about this teaching. Well, that's what they've taken away from us, too, is that, that notion and that understanding of what our true role is. That we can't just kind of flip a switch and say, okay, I'm saved. Thank you very much. Do not pass go. You know, I mean, it's, it's not that simple. There's no get-out-of-jail-free card. Mm-hmm. And the other thing, you know, you know if, people, if people keep telling you you're a worthless sinner, you know, then, well, how do worthless sinners behave? You know, they sin. <laughs> so, well, yeah, I'm a worthless sinner, so I do make mistakes. You can almost justify a certain level of behavior by that. What's, what's the use? <laughs> yeah, so I, I just want to say one thing here. You know, one of the, as I mentioned, that quote I read a minute ago, self-respect. Be sure you respect the God within you. You know, you are worthy because God is, is in you. So, yes, you have karma, like I have karma, Tom and Terry have karma, and so forth. So we've, quote-unquote, sinned, but that doesn't mean we don't have God in us. We do have God in us. We're working to balance our karma. We have to respect ourselves as a soul in the path. So do not ever get into self-condemnation. Because when you do that, you separate yourself from God as, as if you stepped into another universe. 
You cannot enjoy the presence of God in your life when you condemn yourself, because when you condemn yourself, you're condemning God within you, and that cannot be. So try and separate your karma or your mistakes or your errors from who your essence are. It doesn't mean we ignore them, because we have to pay attention to them. And as the Mahachon says, we have to you know, live in honor. We can't be dishonest people and expect them to, to, to be within us. We have to have the love of the Christ and humility and, and you know, the, the purity and comfort. So you know, that's what it takes for the Holy Spirit. And again, don't say, I can't do it because I'm not perfect. Well, God knows we're not perfect. But it is that striving and that oneness. And you begin with that respect of God within you and who you are. And throw out this, you're a worthless sinner person. Just throw it out the door and say, ah, God is me, I am worthy to be his servant, I am worthy to hold his light. And As we like to say, God, I am worthy, make me worthier still. Amen. Again, double amen. You know, um, one of the uh, other key practices that was mentioned in the excerpt that you referred to, the first, one, the first segment that we had, the recording, was this idea of maintaining our chalice by walking in listening grace. And I don't know if you have any... I'm not sure how you define what listening grace exactly, but I think it's listening to the the voice of God within and letting the will of God be manifest through that listening so that when you walk in grace, you have that honor, you have well, the integrity. Terry, did you want to say something? No, no, go ahead, Sid. I, I, what, you're, what you're saying is, listening to it, it, that still small voice within is the voice of your Holy Christ self, of the Holy Spirit, and you can't hear it if you don't listen. And you don't listen by walking around with headphones, playing music all the time, or being so engaged with the world that you don't have that quiet time with God. So we've talked about this before. You have to have a time during the day when it's just you and God. And so you can pray, you can talk to God, and you can listen. And one of the challenges that people face, especially when they're very intelligent, is they have a very highly developed mental body. You know, their mind is very powerful. But unless it's the mind of God, it doesn't really get you anywhere. It might get you places in the world, but not spiritually. And sometimes people that have that overdeveloped mental body or mind are less willing to listen to God because they think, you know, I've got it all together. I know I can make myself rich. I can control other people, da-da-da-da-da. Well, that's not the path of our Christhood. And so make sure, as valuable as intelligence is, because we can serve God using it, Make sure that we pay attention to that voice within, because if we don't hear the Holy Spirit or our Holy Christ self, then they'll stop talking to us. Indeed. Um, something I wanted to mention is uh, the beauty of the scriptural rosaries, these 15-minute rosaries that we can give. And we were talking before we went back on the air about how you, know, you can do that while you're, uh, while you're doing the dishes, while you're shaving, whatever. I mean, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Tom is giving us physical motions here. I'm doing the mind portion. You're doing the mind. But, uh, and the beauty of that is that this Keeper's Daily Prayer is included in those, too. So, it's a very, very good thing to do. And it's, uh, I was just reading recently about the Fatima prophecies and uh, Lucia and Yacinda, uh, Lucia and Yacinda and Francisco. My gosh, they just dedicated their entire lives to this, you know. And, you know, we could do, we could do less and do more. Well, well you know, uh, whatever you focus on is what you become. That's good. Yeah. So yes. focus on things of the light and you will become the light. Focus on things of the world and you become of the world. So even though we have responsibilities, whether it's jobs or school or whatever we're doing, we have to take time out of each day for God. You know, we tithe our abundance to God. We should tithe our time, too. 
because it's in our enlightened self-interest. The more we experience God, the more we become God, the more we pray, we put on it. And, you know, choose how you use your time, because it slips away, as we all know. And we can all be busy, but at the end of the day, have we put aside time for God and for our souls? Your soul needs that light. It needs to be nourished by that light. And you'll never regret the time that you spend with God, because it'll save you uh, um, from a multitude of sins and difficulties if you As listen to that still small voice within the Holy Spirit. And I think probably to wrap up that point, I'm reminded of what Mrs. Prophet said about the keeper's primary function is to bring forth, nurture, and sustain life. It's very simple, very central, very focused on what is really true. And the life is capital L. It's God's life within us. Sid, did you have anything like major you wanted to say? We've got a couple of minutes left here. And uh, <laughs> any point you wanted to focus no, I on? Just, you know, it's, it's changing our concept of who we are where we are going and how we get there because we're not taught that. And when you realize that God is within you and you have a divine destiny and the way to get there is walking the path, then, then take advantage of that. Take advantage of what the masters teach us through the prayers, the rosaries, the direction, the understanding. And, you know, fulfill that which you're supposed to fill in this life. Don't leave it empty-handed. Yeah, indeed. Well, uh, it's about time we wrap things up here, and I just want to say to all of you finders out there, thanks for finding the Ascended Master's teachings. Thanks for finding us. If you want to find out more about the Keepers of the Flame lessons, go to tsl.org slash keepers. And when you get there, you can also look for the free digital lesson, lesson number one. You'll like it. So anyway, uh, thank you very much, Sid, for being with us today, Terry. Our engineers, everybody else involved in this, thank you, listeners, most important of all. And again, you are finders, and thank you for finding. <laughs> so, the, Terry, hey. how can they find us? Well, they can find <laughs> they can find us on the web. Yeah. We are at tsl. Uh, webradio at tsl.org, webradio at tsl.org. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, as we'd like to say, though the upward path may sometimes be difficult, the rewards are out, out of, of this, this world. world. Indeed. Thank you, everyone. God bless you all. Thank you again for joining us this week. Remember, tell your friends and family that they can listen to us live each Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and Noon Mountain on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about The Open Door and The Summit Lighthouse, please visit our website, www.tsl.org. We'll see you again next week.